It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars Stars on Sports. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. As usual, I'm joined by our assistant athletic director and baseball coach, Stephen Cutter. And Stephen, today we're going to be talking about a myriad of topics, but, you know, we're, we're, as we record this podcast, it's, it's, we're starting another year, and, as you know, we've talked about in previous podcasts of the excitement of that, but yes. the, the one thing we forget are all the, the external things that impact our program or our sports and, and specifically um, what student athletes bring. I mean, we have a lot of new students coming on campus. We have a lot of returners, you know, it's usually a 50, 50 ratio to be, be generic. And, you know, and we think we know what we get with those returners and there's a lot of excitement or hope for our new student athlete that come on campus. But um, you know, there's a lot of things that can impact them. And, and we had a conversation that I would like to expand a little bit on that just, you know, are one that even move here and have to deal with roommates and, and what a, what a change that is for them. And, you know, they probably forget, they probably had those same arguments with their brother and sister at home, whether they're messy or not messy. But when we're trying to compete for championships on and off the field, how, how much off the field does impact on the field performance and um, the good programs I think spend time dealing with that but we even talked about how much uh, how time consuming that can be you know for coaches if they really um, invest in their student athletes and one of my pieces of advice for coaches has always been to talk to every player every day and how difficult that would be for you when you have over 50 on your roster for this coming year but I know you do and I know you or you you break it down with your staff but but one of the ways by talking to every student every day is you find out things about them. And, and you know, I went to a great, as I tell you, a seminar years ago about the presentation was everyone has a backpack and they, everyone brings a backpack to work. And what's in that backpack? And are they going to open it up and let it out? And, and sometimes it just comes out. I mean, you, you, and you, or you can see it. You can read their face or you can. Body language. Yeah, body mm-hmm. language is, is a huge you know, piece of evidence for that. So as we record this, we've had a lot go on in our area um, in the last week with, with storms and, and other things um, that have impacted the lives of our student athletes that, you know, it just takes you, you know, one sit back and reflect and, and realize that, you know, there's a lot going on and, and it's much bigger than baseball or basketball or volleyball or running. And, challenging for a coach to try and and deal with that yet still try and get them to perform um, at the highest level as we really start to get into our competition season. So do you think that's more common at the the beginning of the season because you're getting to know student athletes and put a a team together or that it pretty frequent throughout um, 
your ten, you know, tenure at a, in a program during the year. It seems like it's it's pretty frequent. Really believe that if you're self aware enough, you know, coaches, administrators, or anybody else, they're we're also wearing backpacks, and if something's going on at home or whatever, that everybody's aware that affects you know your job and what you're doing, or, or can affect it and can affect it really seriously. So the same applies for student athletes, and sometimes their their issues that they have are extremely large, and sometimes they're really not that large, but they're they're very important to them. And you know, we we've experienced a lot of different things. It, just in the baseball program alone in the few short weeks that we've been going we had players that couldn't get into apartments so there's their parents are paying for motels for them to stay in for a couple of weeks some some players are sleeping on floors um, because you know there a lot of them do not are not from the Lansing area you know say so they, they had to do a lot of that some now they're in apartments they just got in a, a couple days ago and now they're dealing with the whole uh, you know a whole lot of other things and then we go to the other side of the gamut and some kids are dealing with death and, and you know so it's it's a whole mixture and I think once you start asking questions and start asking better questions you start finding out more and and then you you get a lot more but that that also puts a lot more on a, a coach's plate once you start getting that and i think that's a a valid point i you know as as an athletic director i worry about both our coaches and our student athletes and i've seen it impact student athletes but you're right it also impacts our coaches our coaches are bringing backpacks every day and you know i try and tell coaches but i think it, it's tough in our business that you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others and and that's not always the case and that's you know i think one of the positive things that came from the pandemic is the learning to you know that the you know the old you know tough mentality you know i can fight through anything that you have to listen to your body or you have to find time to take care of yourself that you know, coaches aren't really good at that because um, they spend so much time worrying about kids and worrying about um, the health and well-being and the performance of student athletes. And it's constant, as we've talked about before on this podcast, that it's, you know, 24-7, 365. I mean, you get calls at 730 in the morning and 11 o'clock at night, depending on, you know, what what's going on in your program, whether with the facility, whether with a student athlete dealing with something outside of your sport but you know coaches have that same thing and we forget about that sometimes and it's important it's more important for a leader i mean leaders have to take care of others that um it's hard but you, you have to take care of yourselves and and i've experienced that before you know flying which you know i used to be anxious about that you know if i'm anxious and something happened on the plane it would it'd be hard for me to take care of that person because i, I i'm worried about me yeah, so great example um so yeah i mean we have to worry about coaches and it starts with them to be able to take care of student athletes. But the other thing that you hit on too, that's interesting to me that I haven't processed is routine and the schedule. And I think there is a little more anxiety at the beginning of the season and, and figuring things out. Cause you mentioned um, moving in and hotels and, and getting classes started, but you know, we're a creature of habit. And, and after a week or two, you probably sit in the same chair every day in the classroom. You, you park in the same spot in the parking ramp, you know, and we practice at the same time every day, mostly, you know, so, you know, we become a creature of habit to try and eliminate some of those uncertainties. And, you know, you see a lot of coaches that um, try and really eliminate the peripherals and the external things so they can focus on that sport. But back to my original premise that that's not realistic that, you know, 
even as much as you try and put our student athletes in a controlled environment, you know, there are so many things unless they live in a bubble, which we did in the pandemic, you know, that, you know, there are things that are going to impact them getting a bad grade on a test, you know, breaking up with a boyfriend or mm-hmm. girlfriend, mm-hmm. I mean, can, can ruin someone's day, most likely does ruin their day. And that impacts probably how they practice. And, um, do you worry about it more against, you know, maybe certain like times of year, like, you know, at the end of the season, there's, you know, postseason events mm-hmm. and that, that do you focus any differently on that or? Yeah, we certainly try to limit distractions as much as possible at those crucial points, but trying to limit distractions throughout somebody's whole playing career or season or whatever is just not really possible. You know, there's so many things that come up and, and without, without mental toughness, mental performance, different things, they really, really affect people. We had, we had a group of players that came into a practice a, about a week ago and they were pretty upset and they were upset because, um, once they got into their apartment, the air conditioning wasn't working. It was, it was when it was really hot, you know, and, but everybody else was just their apartment so there was just four of them affected you know so it was a big deal to them you know and so you're just not going to prevent all that stuff but it's more about not what happens to you but how you're going to respond to it and it's and that's a great saying but it's super challenging and you have to work really hard at that too because you know somebody smashes your thumb with a hammer and you got to respond to um that's okay i know you didn't do it on purpose it still hurts and you got to figure out how to how to deal with that and again, we've, we've talked a lot about ERO, you know, event plus response equals outcome and, you know, the, the, how stressful that can be. I mean, as you know, we've talked about too the coaches stress of, of dealing with those, those particular incidences that it wears on you, you know, that if your kid had a family member that had a significant injury or, you know, you can tell that they're hurting that that's, that added stress to you. So you have to handle that. And if you have multiple, because it's not just one kid on your team or more that it it became, it can become a, a time consuming, very difficult situation that, um, does take away from the sport, but it, it is something you sign up for when you are um, working with student athletes, adults, people in general. And, you know, it can be the most rewarding experience if you look at maybe what the outcome is from that experience. And, and the nice thing about today in sports is, is the resources available um, um, at different levels too of, of the, you know, the, you know, like LCC had the good counseling staff, they have right. success coaches that, you know, there, there are different resources that we can help send them to though. It doesn't always fall on yes. the coach. And, and that's important. And you've seen it at the highest level of athletics where each program has their own within their program. Right. I mean, and you know, you in your program have a nutritional coach and a, a sports performance and a middle per, mental right. performance, um, people helping out. So, you know, it, that helps a coach if they have right. resources that available to them to, to help solve some of these issues or take some of that responsibility, um, off the coach, because, you know, added stress is not a healthy for any part for your mind, your heart, your body, that if you want to, you know, be the best that you can be, which we, you know, talk about every day trying to, to be. And, you know, that's the other thing I think, you know, athletic does a nice job of helping, participants learn for life as we always talked about life lessons on this podcast and that again that's my biggest reason why i'm in this field is i think it really teaches life lessons 
for these kids to be able to handle it. You know, losing a baseball game is much less and different than losing a, a family member, but yes. losing a baseball game can help them handle that adversity in life, hopefully. And as we talked about dealing with weather events, that the more practice you have of it, the better you get at it. You know, the better I get at parking, the more practice I, I have at it. And <laughs> right. there's a lot of people now that the parking ramp's full that need some practice at it. But, you know, the same with, you know, like we talk about in Michigan, you know, how different in Lansing compared to the West side of how much snow and how much you deal with and how much different it is down South. If they get a, a trace of snow, they're mm -hmm. like panicking. And, right. and, and we experienced that some of this, this last weekend with the, the wind and the storm that Tornadoes. came through. And, and you were in a tornado in a press box, right? I was, it's it was scary. Be I was wow. at the Mason football game on Thursday night and I went up to help them out in the press box to close it. And by the time I, got was able to get out of there i couldn't because the storm was coming in thankfully the storm was going north to south instead of east to west or west to east or i would think i would have been blown across the football field it's one of the scariest <laughs> events i've been in and i've been yeah. in many different weather issues in, in my tenure here but that was it was that was a bad storm and so if that happens again on thursday or friday night say mason's playing at home again which i don't know if they are but <laughs> would you do anything differently no i mean you know like my family was mad at me for helping out when I wasn't even supposed to be working, but that's just the nature. I want to help people out. So I went up there to help take care of that particular area. I would, you know, you don't know, it came in fast. I mean, that's, you know, again, something does. that, yeah, you know, and, and you've been there with in weather with, mm -hmm. you know, baseball games and mm -hmm. there's sometimes you get to your car before it pours and there's sometimes you're drenched by the time you get there. And we, I would last year in baseball, I got drenched mm -hmm. running to the, the concession area and so it happens in our you try and minimize that the more um you're in it you you, you get better at it and, you know the technology helps us with the apps on our phones and such but and you know we can debate as we've talked about well you know if someone acted soon enough or not soon enough mm -hmm. to to make right. that happen but it's still scary regardless and and so you think well you're done with it that night but no you know now there's no power you know fences are down and you, you know, you got to figure out how to, you know, they had to move the game to a different facility the next day. And, and we've been there. You have to, you, again, problem solving. And that's another thing we like about this business is that you got to figure out how to get it done. Out. So, and you were at that game, but you were able to, the, to get out before. And I was. My wife wasn't, but I right. was. So, yeah, see, they're know. back to the <laughs> conversation about what kind of yep. husband you are. Yep, got <laughs> to get out. <laughs> yeah, I know. But and there were cars still sitting in there because they, they were probably safer sitting in the parking lot than mm -hmm. trying to get home. But in this business, you know, you, you don't ever want to say you see it all, but a lot of things do happen that are out of your control that you, you still have to handle. And, and it, as you and I have talked about, accept that reality of where it is. And, and that's your starting point on how to handle moving forward and, and making the best of it, even if it's not what you want it to be. Right. And that's so true about your season too. Right. Um, talking about making the best of it. I, is Urban Meyer a pretty good coach in your eyes? Well, that's, I'm not the biggest fan of okay. Urban Meyer. I mean, he's been a successful coach. He's won national championships. I, I bring it up because Swamp Kings is on Netflix right now, and it's it's very, very popular. I think it's number two right now, most watched, and crazy that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Um, very interesting to watch that. And there's a lot of the student athletes that I've spoken with have watched it as well. And I've heard it, the same. I, I think one of the more amazing things to me is they've all given me their or us their perspectives on that. Mm hmm. And they're all significantly different in their perspectives of, of what they've watched. And they all watch the same thing, which I think goes back into like the, you know, police used to talk about this in, in training and stuff that you could, so you could have an event and seven people could see it and they could interview all seven people and they would get different descriptions of what happened, what they were wearing, who did it, you know, stuff like that mm -hmm. and how inaccurate that, that can be. But the perception too, is you think that you're watching something that is pretty black and white whether it's with the swamp kings or anything else mm -hmm. a game that's a contest that's taking place in our gym or anything else and people have extremely different perspectives and and that's <laughs> what crazy. i love about sports and i can't wait to watch swamp kings even though i'm not a big urban meyer fan i still like learning from those things and learning like what made him a successful coach on the field i think you know and and he's got some great leadership qualities i just think he just brought a different perspective and my own opinion is you know he was from a different conference that recruited and did things differently and brought that mentality to the big 10 and changed some things and there's no right way or wrong way i mean, I mean, unless you're breaking rules, but you know, that's one of my favorite things about sports is like you and I could be sitting and watching a game. Let's say we're watching a football game. And I could say, that's the worst offense I've ever seen. And you could say, no, that's the best defense I've ever seen. And, you know, and just, just the, the totally different perspective of, of that contest and what people walk away feeling from. And, and it, it creates fanaticism. It, it creates um, great discussion and conversation that, Again, it, I consider it the best reality on TV, and and that's cool that that it pro, it provides that, and it, it it's done that throughout time. You know, back to the, the Romans with gladiator fighting or circuses or the Olympics. That you know, it's a big entertainment part of our society, and one of the main reasons why is just you know one of my um, favorite quotes of all time is it's 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 not good to see the world through one set of eyes, but realistically we see the world through one set of eyes nice. and, and it's contradictory, but, um, to we, your point, we seek less to understand and more to be understood. And when you can kind of flip that or try as, as hard as you can to, to flip that piece, you see different perspectives and, and it might not necessarily align with yours, but you can actually see it. You can feel it a little bit. You can feel when, you can have a little bit of empathy when the air conditioning is not working and it's 92 degrees, you know, mm -hmm. you can feel that a little bit cause you've, you've been there at one point or another, maybe not in that situation, but a different, you can have some empathy when kids are dealing with death or, or anything else in between those two things. And you can feel that a little bit versus trying to be understood. You can, you can work on trying to understand. Well, about back to even the perspectives on Swamp King, your experience, your nature, your nurture, well, the things that you bring to the table that help you look at things will help lead to what you see. And if, you know, if you grew up a Florida fan, you would like Urban Meyer. If you grew up maybe not liking Florida, you might not like it I don't as know. well. I don't know. If, I mean, he I'm only, just, he, an example. I think he only won one national championship, right? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. yeah, and his last few years there weren't very good. So no, I, I he think had if a lot of field, I think you're field for, issues. But he won uh, one at Ohio State too, though. I right. Really, but if you're a Florida but, fan, your standards at UF were at least in those times were much higher. So only winning one wasn't enough. I think Urban <laughs> in in one of those is like you know now that we won a national championship, 
I'm just going to have a lot of joy in my coaching and everything. And because it slayed the dragon <laughs> and things will, things yeah. will be easy moving forward. And he was uh, talking about it in retrospect and he said, oh, I was so wrong thinking that. Well, we, we've talked about that, about, right. you know, when you win something at a high level, is it, are you satisfied or do you want more? Is it what you thought it would be? And that's about more about, the standards off the scoreboard than on the scoreboard that, you know, it's harder to win that second one. People believe, you know, and absolutely. And, and, but and we take for granted winning with, that first one, not, with, not how many coaches have won a national championship. Very you know? few. Exactly. Very few. You know, so he's got more than a lot of college football mm -hmm. coaches out there. So, right. um, but, but yeah, if, I would look if you're, forward. if you're eating something you really like and you take one bite, are, are you just going to take one bite? Well, you, if you're going after something that you really want, which it might be excellence or, or a championship or, you know, a 4.0 or whatever, and you get one, uh, do, do you just want one bite or do you want a couple bites of what, what you really want? And and that's that's why it looks like that. Well, that's very interesting because I'm competitive, and I would think Urban Meyer's competitive that one is never enough. I'm always like, if you're looking forward or looking backward of, of wanting that next one, but accomplishing something of that magnitude, you know, could be, you know, a lot. And you've been there, you know, like um, being relieved instead of, you know, like mm -hmm. excited just because of the pressure of, you know, back again to the where we yes. started the the yeah. outside, the external factor mm -hmm. that that impact, you know, what is on or off the field. There's a lot in people's backpacks. There sure is. So again, what a great conversation as usual. Unfortunately, we didn't get our buddy Dedalion in today, but we will next time. And until then, go Stars. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalion Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go, go Stars! stars.